Welcome to the Christian Financial Perspectives Podcast, where you will learn what the Bible says about stewardship and finance. Here, you will gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge of how to integrate your Christian faith with your finances. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. My name is Sean Peters, and I'm joined, as always, by my father-in-law, Bob Barber. And today we're going to be covering a topic that we hope will be very educational and helpful for those of you watching or listening. If you enjoy content on financial topics, but from a Christian perspective, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and join the community that we're building here of Christians who want to glorify God through their investments and finances. So today, our topic is helping people with investment choices for their work retirement plans. And for most people, their their retirement is saved up in their work retirement plan. That's pretty common for a lot of people, especially earlier in their career. So we hope that this will be beneficial and helpful to you. Now I'm going to pass over to Bob, and he's going to give us a little more info on this. All right. So um, I want us to pop this picture up. Okay. So you see this car, it's in a bunch of different pieces. And uh, by the way, Sean, if you gave me a car like that, I would have no idea how to put it together. All right. I mean, I think I, I see the seats there. I kind of know where that would go. But I just can't, cannot imagine. And I see the engine block and some of those parts. How you recognize we would put this together. Some of the parts. Yeah. But, but without any mechanical training, I would not know how to do this. Mm. And Sean... I'm using this word picture because I see it truly as this is what is happening with people in their retirement plans. It's yeah. like Greek to them. So effectively, Bob, what we're saying here is looking at the picture of the car and all the components and parts that go into it. Yeah. And we're saying for many people in their work retirement plan, that's the same situation that, that they're in. And so if, if you are involved in a work retirement plan, there's a lot of options for that retirement plan, but just like the picture of the car, you're expected on your own to figure out how to put it together and do it right. And that's a little, can be a little daunting. So, so Sean, the scriptures I picked today, ones I like is uh, Proverbs 15, 22. You've heard me say that one many times, yep. but I like it cause it says plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, uh, they succeed. Amen. And Ecclesiastes uh, four, nine and 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So, Sean, I've never met a person in my 33 years in the financial advisory business mm -hmm. with a written investment strategy for investing in their work retirement plan. Not wow. one. Wow. Nearly 100% of a person's retirement nest egg is often in their work retirement plans, yeah, which is supposed to generate an income once they retire for possibly twenty to thirty years. And Sean, I call that insanity. Yeah, that, that's just that's just crazy when I think about that. Yeah, and it makes total sense because for most people, they can put far more away per year into their work retirement plan because usually, you know, it's just a percentage from their paycheck and you've got the employer match compared with your own personal IRA, 
you know, there's a limit on how much you can put in those. And it's a lot less. Yeah. And so, there's a limit on, on these too, but, sure, but, but it's a we're lot talking $50,000 limits yeah. per year. So what are work retirement plans with that for many of you, if you are with the corporation, that's going to be a 401k. It's by um, far the most common, I would yeah. say. Well, it is, but there's a lot of government employees too. Mm-hmm. So the government employs it to be a TSP. Now those are a little bit more simple because mm-hmm. they'll just give you eight or nine choices there. Where on many of the of the 401ks, you have uh, 50 or 60 different choices or more. Yeah. And that's where it uh, gets mass confusion. Then we mm-hmm. have uh, 403B plans that are for hospitals, schools, uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, and then for like small businesses, a lot of them will use a SEP or a simple IRA plan. With all these plans, they're, they're very similar as far as what you can put into them. Uh, I don't know why... Uh, the government doesn't just come along and just say qualified retirement plan. Why they call them 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, <laughs> SEP, and simple IRAs is beyond me. Basically, they're all the same thing. So if you have a work retirement plan, the rules pretty much are the same across the board. Right. Okay. Right. Sure. Yes, there are some maybe some slight differences, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't get too worked up in it. But Bob, you said something really interesting. You said, why doesn't the government come in and just simplify it? Have we ever known the government to actually no, make I don't, improvements overall? I don't think so. I mean, maybe a few rare <laughs> yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Usually it's, how can we make this more complicated and less efficient? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you know, we have the typical retirement plan investment choices. And I've written this down so I don't miss anything. Sure. Uh, because basically, just listen to this Greek to you. This is not Greek to us. We understand it. But... You have specialized equity mutual funds consisting of large, mid, or small cap companies and growth, value, and blend style boxes or a blend of several or all of these. Mm-hmm. Did that just make sense to you? So that's the first one. Okay. So these are all the different choices you have. Then you have your bond funds that are from long-term to short-term to intermediate term to high, mid, and low quality. Number two. Everyone following along, right? Yeah, okay. sure. Exactly. Then we have our international and global funds. Okay. Then we have our sector funds like technology, healthcare, energy, consumer staples, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then we have the assortment of ETFs, exchange traded funds. Sure. And then there's a combination of all of the above. Yeah. You might have some which funds. which way you want to go. Exactly. You might have some funds that are, you know, some combination of, of some or all of those. Sean, this is just mass confusion. It's like looking at that car engine all yeah. apart and nobody really knows what to do and they're guessing the yeah. the average person well, bob it gets worse because yeah. then from from one 401k 403b to another even if that retirement plan is with the same custodian or the, the same you know administrator like type company it can still be completely different choices from one company to the next that's or right. from one organization to yeah. the next and then each of those custodians when you're trying to compare they might have large cap for the S&P 500 or, or the Dow or whatever. Okay, but they'll have that and they have a name for it, but another custodian has a different name for it. So even then, it's like, unless you know what you're doing, you can't say, oh, I'll talk to my friend because he's doing pretty good. And what did you go into? Well, it's not the same names. So I was, I was it's talk- a little confusing. I was talking to Teresa this morning about this too. And she said, yeah, I mean, you know, somebody says, oh, that's a growth fund. Okay, well, I'll go into that growth fund. Growth sounds good. Well, Okay. Do you understand the risk and reward of that? Do you know if it's small cap growth? Is it large cap growth? How's it going to feel with the different markets? I mean, there's just total confusion about what to choose for the average person. Mm. And it's overwhelming. 
they they really don't understand uh, all of these choices. Yeah. Uh, the risk and reward behind it, what they're, how they're going to react to all the different market scenarios, bull markets, yeah. bear markets, up down markets. So like they, what, what know, kind of risk is actually in in simple number terms? Yeah. Know, what kind of risk is actually actually associated uh, on the positive and negative side with these different options? So what do you think they end up doing? Uh, throw a dart at the wall or guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. They end up guessing because really there's no one there to help them. Sean, there is just, there's just no guidance. Yeah. Um, there, I think there's supposed to be guidance, but okay, if somebody gives you just, here's this prospectus. Yeah. They don't know how to read that. Most people don't know how to read that. They don't know what to look yeah. for. And well, most of the, the way the administration is done on these 401ks, 403bs, et cetera, it's effectively, hey, I just want to make sure you're signed up. Okay, I'll help you make sure you can log in. I'll make sure that you're, you know, you know how much you're actually contributing. Yeah. And here's the ones that are available. But when it comes to actually ascertaining, you know, what level of risk are you comfortable with? What is your, you know, long-term goal? And what should you actually invest in? Good luck getting any help from HR or the plan administrator because, I mean, there might be a few exceptions, but overall the industry standard is, yeah, good luck. You're on your own. Folks, I know, I know this because I talk with you every day of the week, okay, all year long for many years, and you you feel lonely when it comes to this. You really don't know. Maybe you're going to ask a few friends. That's like asking for a stock tip from somebody on the golf course. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's just nowhere. Who's guiding you? Uh, there's a total misunderstanding of all the asset classes, the risk and reward. Yep. You don't know, even know how to build an investment model. Yeah. With this, uh, you, you might as well be looking at a 20-page menu in a restaurant that's written in Greek and you don't understand. Assuming you don't speak Greek. Yeah, assuming yeah. You, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so since I've really never met a person with an investment strategy for their work retirement plan, they have no blueprint, there's mm -hmm. no target, there's no financial analysis or how to do it, no understanding or, or, or risk or reward. You know, Sean, I think... Okay, Bob, I think everyone might okay. be thoroughly either depressed or, or frustrated yeah. or yeah. feeling very, uh, very triggered, maybe. But yeah. like, yeah, I, I feel that okay. way. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with point, you, Bob. I'm, what going do we to, do? I'm going to another. Okay. So what so, do we do? What are the okay. best choices okay. for the majority right. of people? So I think <laughs> that the best choices for the majority of people is to look inside your plan and look for a target date or life cycle fund um, if you understand the risk and reward of it. Yeah. Okay. And and they're going to automatically adjust the mix of investments for you as you get closer to retirement. And it's like putting your your investments on autopilot. So you yeah. have professionals putting together this complete asset allocation model. Right. The one thing that you got to understand is the risk and reward of that. Mm -hmm. The second word being reward. Because the farther you go out, the higher the risk, right. the closer the date, the lower the risk. So let's say okay. somebody picks a target fund that's a that's a twenty twenty five. Right. We're here. We are in twenty twenty three. That's going to be a very conservative portfolio. Exactly, because we're talking less than two years from theoretical retirement. I, I think that would be a good way to look at it too. I, I noticed just in the last couple of weeks, we had a few clients that I was meeting with, and I did take a look at their four hundred one k because I just want to make sure they were contributing enough things like that. And between those, of the four, three of them had completely different names for the target date funds. Okay. Two of them were from the same custodian, which was, 
I, I couldn't figure that one out. But the easiest way to identify it is they'll typically have some sort of name. They might say target date. They might say life cycle or something of that nature, but they'll have a number. And it's usually either every 10 years or every five years. So like Bob mentioned a little earlier, you see one that says 2025, 2030, 2035. Just think of that as, okay, if I retired in that year, that's that's, correct. that's the one that you want to go with. And I would say it probably would make sense that, you know, if you're kind of in between the options and you're retiring in 2030, but they only have a 2025 and a 2035, you should probably go with the 2025 until until you really understand the risk and reward correct and and then sean you also have to play this into like you say how far are you from retirement Mm -hmm. how does it mix with your other investments so you have to look at this as a holistic approach which you can for many people maybe this is it this is all they have for retirement so that that's easy but which is pretty common but for others um maybe one out of three that I'll meet with, they have a lot of other investments. So all that has to really play into, you know, where, where are those investments and how are they invested? Are they aggressive? Are they growth? Are they mm-hmm. bland? Are they conservative? And how this is going to, uh, to play into it. So uh, really all this needs, you need the help of somebody that understands okay. how to do it. And, and, that's where we're coming to you today. We we talked talked about this yep. yesterday when we were putting this together. Uh, there's like you say, there's a lot to consider, and we're going to offer from this program today mm-hmm. a a two hundred dollar consultation in which we will uh, give you a risk assessment mm-hmm. through our Risk Alliance program, which is very thorough. We'll explain that to you. And then we'll look at your 401k or your 403b or your TIA, yeah. you know, your, your, your work retirement plan, whichever yeah, one Your work is. retirement plan. And we'll look at how this is going to integrate and help you to understand what you're investing in. And I, I think this is a very fair uh, price to do this for. I mean, it's a small price to pay it, for it peace is. of mind. I mean, I think two hundred dollars yeah. is 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 very uh, reasonable mm-hmm. for that, especially if you have even over forty thousand or fifty thousand dollars in your retirement plan. It it yeah. is worthwhile, yeah, to do. Okay, and that risk assessment, just so you know, it's not it's not subjective. You know, of like, what are you comfortable with? What it's very mathematical where. We help you look at some questions and, and figure out what you are or aren't comfortable with. I think the easiest easiest way to look at it is you, you want to be as aggressive as possible to meet your goals, but not too aggressive where you're going to make the decision of, oh, I need to go more conservative when the markets are down. And, yeah, volatility. You, and there's, there's going to be volatility no matter what you're in, but using an objective approach, we can help you see and visualize, okay, in a given six-month window, what yeah. kind of positive, negative might you be seen in something like this. And can you take it? Yeah. And are you comfortable with that? And then we can determine, okay, well, what might be the best uh, option for you within that plan? So we hope you found this useful today. Uh, I I know it was, it's kind of an interesting topic. Uh, It's kind of hard to talk about, um, but we're here to help you and you can get a hold of us to do this risk assessment and look at your 401k um, by giving us a call at 830-609-6986. You can text that as well, 830-609-6986. Or you can go to our website at christianfinancialadvisors.com and you can book an appointment right from our website. 
with either Sean or I. That's right. Any, any last minute? Thank well, we'll, uh, we'll have a link to our contact form in, in the description of either the video episode that you're watching or if you're listening, it'll be in the description for the podcast, the podcast episode either way. And uh, you can use that to get in touch with us. And I think that's all. Thank you and God bless. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.